This is Austin Michaels. In this recording, I will finish my series on salvation. Uh, I would this would be my fifth series on salvation from my testimony and Christ's blood and salvation baptism and salvation sin and salvation and now repentance and salvation these are the basic building blocks and foundational truths for Christians and so this is episode 5 of the first season I don't know that I can say this is everything a new believer needs but I also am not the only Christian around the world to give you everything you need but I believe these would be helpful for you and obviously there are probably other stuff you need too for basic foundations but without these I do not see you growing in your spiritual life now this is probably going to be a short one because it's very basic how you repent could be several series but this is not as much the theological proofs though there are theological proofs it's more that you need to know what real repentance is before we even start with any other theological truths about repentance so this is basic and most people who claim to be Christians in America probably I'm guessing don't really repent or have repented the way they should alright so many times in the gospels both John the Baptist and Jesus said repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand that is the basic first words or the one of the first words that Jesus preached the main gospel was wrapped up in repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand again John the forerunner would say repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand now John would tell us a little more more about repentance before Jesus came. So t- people came to him and said, "So what should we do?" He told the people, "If you have two coats and you see someone who only has zero coats, give him one of those coats. Therefore you and the other person could keep warm." And likewise with food, 
If you have food and someone's starving, give the other person food. And so, this is a... Um, way people would repent. How did it manifest in our lives? Well, John told his people, this is what repentance looks like. The other example is he told the publicans, that is the tax collectors, don't exact more than you have to. They were given an allowance to tax collectors. You have to get this much taxes. Now, they could easily, and many of them, use that power of taxing people, which they could do, because the Romans needed taxes. So if you were a tax collector, you could get Roman guards to come with you and force people to pay the taxes. Um... And you could easily make it more than they had to pay. So you could pocket some of that money and give the rest to Caesar or whoever. To the Romans. Um, and so the tax collectors would get more than they needed to. And more than they really need to live on and become rich. Basically forced government stealing. The government's aiding you. The Roman generals are aiding you. And enforcing whatever you say so you can steal by force. And John the Baptist said, don't get more than you have to. Now, the soldiers came to him and said, what should we do, John? Because John was a powerful preacher and they were convicted. And he told the soldiers, don't be violent. Don't falsely accuse someone and be content with your wages and so this is three examples of repentance were given now let us define repentance repentance by definition now, in the Greek, it means a change of mind. Others would say it's a change of actions. However, there's no contradictions between the two, is what some people want to debate over. A truly changed mind will show itself in change actions. In fact, Jesus would always say, that the proof of any f people claiming to be a Christian or, or a follower of Christ calling him Lord would be the fruit that is their outward manifestation of their lifestyle are they good or are they bad quite simple so people who argue repentance is a change of action, I would 100% agree. But you don't change your actions unless something's changed your mind. That is why John in his gospel 
says belief. He does never even once mentions repentance in John's gospel. Why? Well, what is believing? Well, there's something I don't believe, like Christ is God, Jesus is Messiah, the Bible's true. I lived the life I've always lived. Something changes my mind. Maybe someone preach the gospel. Maybe I had experience. But I don't believe the Bible's true and now I believe the Bible's true. Right? That's a change of mind. That means I didn't believe and I do believe. That's a change of mind. And with that change of mind that I really now believe the Bible's true, suddenly I look at it and realize, no, this all is true, both the promises and the warnings. And I start to change my mind. I start to change my actions because of my changed mind. In other words, I do not see a change of mind, which is a Greek um, meaning of repentance, a contradiction to those who say no it's a change of actions I do not see why there's a difference in your opinion in those two I believe they're really the um, same thing uh, or you can't flip a coin um, and have the heads go down and the tails go up in other words when the heads go down the tails do go up and if the tail is going down the head is up. In other words, you can't change your mind without true works. You can't have true works without a changed mind. I don't see them as different. And so I don't think we need to argue about this. And so anyone who claims to have a change of mind will have to have a change of actions. Uh, and anyone that claims to have uh, change actions, um, if it's not just surface level, them trying to be good citizens like unbelievers can be um, we will know because when we talk to them if they truly have changed their mind now repentance by definition is when I say I, I, I believe therefore I have repent I've changed my mind and start doing what God wants me to do Repentance is something that's not instantaneous as some would have you believe. Now, there is an instantaneous start to it. Kind of. Because before I get saved, when I was seeking out Christ Jesus and Christianity, I didn't suddenly change my mind at one moment. It took time. God's guiding me. The scriptures convicting me and me struggling and God bring me to a moment of time where I believe at some point I had faith because God brought me to that point. And after that point, I started to change and read God's word and change as, as I saw the light. In other words, you cannot receive all the light in one moment of time. Even my salvation moment took some time to figure out and live out and I don't know the whole Bible when I first got saved and surely even before you get saved God's, God's changed your mind to get you saved and then after you get saved you have to continue to read the scriptures and, and not backslide to keep changing 
your mind to keep doing the things you know you ought to do in the light you received. And as you receive more light, and as you meet other believers, let's say in China, that have a deeper commitment to God, you realize, man, I didn't think I had, I thought I was pretty well repent, you know, I pretty well gave my life to the Lord, but there's areas I haven't given my life yet to the Lord, because I met others who were deeper committed. And so, they who say and ask, have you fully given your life to the Lord? Are you fully committed to Him? Have you given everything over to Him? You have to understand that I don't want to say those are bad questions, but usually people try to try to do something in the next three hours because they're told they're not fully committed to the Lord that somehow will make them fully committed to the Lord. No one learns without trials and tribulations and faith and, and perseverance and reading scriptures and being encouraged and day-to-day -day life. God works through us. In other words, if you try to do something huge and something spasmatic and something that I just give my whole self to the Lord, I'd follow whatever I feel like He want me to do, then those feelings will be fully deceived and fully um, Satan can cause feelings that the Holy that that looks like the Holy Spirit and is not. And so I do believe you should have the attitude that I want to fully commit my life to the Lord. And I do think there's nothing wrong with people like me telling you you should but it doesn't come down to a moment in time per se and this is what I don't think Christians understand about repentance is that I do believe that we ought to speak of full repentance and that we ought to ask people to be fully committed but then you give them a three hour time frame or that you need 15 minutes to come up to front now to fully commit your life to the Lord doesn't quite work that way I can't tell you that God cannot use that. Maybe he can use that. But surely full commitment takes time to figure out. Um, and I'm afraid people try to do a quick fix on full repentance. It doesn't really work out. Now you, you only can be fully committed to the light you receive. And God understands that. And um, even... The Paul would say to the Corinthians that um, you were infants in Christ and I fed you spiritual milk because you're not ready yet but indeed you're still not ready in other words Paul says I understand there was a time you're a spiritual babe in Christ in other words it took some time for you to mature and that's just the normal Christian life no one can mature instantaneously but then he says you're still babies and you ought to be grown up by now or at least toddlers, or becoming man. In other words, there is a time for repentance and learning how to follow the Lord. Even Apostle Paul, the best man in the world, the most committed Christian in the world, one of them could say that. In other words, I don't believe there's such thing as a, a instantaneous repentance in that sense. However, Paul did make the point that you guys have taken too long. I do believe that is very true of us. And so, on one hand, I do want to say, and I do want to affirm, yes, we do need to be truly and fully committed to the Lord. 
However, I don't have a quick fix for that if you're not. If you seek the Lord and you feel like something's not, you're not fully um, committed to the Lord, um, there's no quick fix answer. Now, I can give you um, material. I would tell you read the scripture. I would tell you pray and ask God to help you and how to pray and how to follow spiritual laws and ask yourself, are you really want to follow the Lord in everything? If not, tell that Lord He can change your heart to make you. Do you love the Lord more than anything? No, some of us love our wives, our children. Um, there are things we love more than the Lord when we really think about it. We would be honestly say, I do love something more than God, or at least it seems like that. Um, and so we, I can give you help in that area to help you start to move towards being fully committed to the Lord. But I don't think there's a quick fix to full repentance. However, affirming that you truly should be fully committed to the Lord is true. I agree. I affirm that. And I agree that it will take some time. And I agree that if you're truly pursuing the Lord, He'll help you on that path. And that you might have to go through several teachers, Bible studies, um, lots of time in prayer. That struggle will help you. Um, but you also can neglect repentance. And some of you don't want to fully repent. And for those who don't really care, they just want to live a good Christian life or just okay Christian life. They don't want to be bad, but they don't want to be fully committed. There's that's not repentance. God doesn't call that the gospel. When Jesus said repent and believe, and then laid down through the, all the gospels the life he he wants us to live, and as apostles did live that lifestyle, showing us they took it seriously. You are sinning because your position is I don't really want to be fully committed to the Lord. Again, there's no quick fix to that other than I'm trying to bring it to your attention. That's not good. And if you want to, some people have broken marriages, broken um, families, sin in their life, churches are weak. And they want that fixed, but they don't really want to be fully committed to the Lord. I don't have the answer for that. I don't know that you can fix anything in your spiritual life if you're not willing to repent and strive to be fully pleasing the Lord. You don't get the blessings apart from obeying the commandments. In the Old Testament, there are commands. You do this, you will live. You you be good to be blessed to Israel. Now in the New Testament, not all blessings are physical and material, but truly spiritual blessings don't come unless <laughs> you want to live for the Lord. Um, and so for those who don't want to repent and, and or are wondering why their life's a mess, um part of that could be you're not fully wanting to repent and but you somehow want all the spiritual blessings in Christ you wonder why you don't have them well one reason may perhaps God's bring to my attention for you is that 
you're not fully repentant and so you cannot receive the full spiritual blessings for others who said well I thought I did repent I thought I gave my whole life to the Lord that makes me think you gave your life to the Lord at one point in time so you stopped no repentance is something in a sense we're constantly trying to be like Christ and so repentance is not really just a one time act it's not like I'm trying to repent every day but I'm just on the positive side I'm trying to follow and learn how to follow the Lord in all my life um, and so that is repentance I think to keep in mind that repentance is scriptural and it's the only way we can be saved is through repentance and it's not a work none of salvation is a work it's a free gift conviction and just you have a free will you already have that free will you don't have to pay for that free will and you're told you need to repent and you receive that conviction you just need to accept that and admit to Lord I'm wrong that's a free gift you do that God will give the Holy Spirit and that free energy to live for the Lord to continue to repent. All repentance takes God's help and therefore is a free gift because God doesn't make you pay for the Holy Spirit. And so I leave with you this exhortation and encouragement that you lay hold of all the hope of eternal life through repentance. You realize that God will help you through many of your actual problems many times through true repentance that repentance is not something you should look for a day you did it it should be a continual making sure you have repentant and continual lifestyle of pursuing God and if you don't really want to truly repent um there I cannot help you God cannot help you God can't help you if you don't repent I mean there's no hope for you without repentance and that this is always a free gift. So I, of course, would encourage you to desire to live fully for the Lord. And that would be your repentance. Now, may God bless you and equip you and strengthen all of us who are striving to be like God. Because He is able. And He loves us. And He definitely, as our high priest, is interceding for us. And is able to make us fully stand before Him forever. All praise and glory to God. Amen.